0: go walk like a champion talk like a champion i don't know the other part of the song walk like a champion hello and welcome 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 and hello my name is jess wood and you've made it to get wood oh my goodness gracious lucky you lucky you lucky you lucky you it's a show it's comedy there's stories there's some spiritual shit involved you want to do the theme song with me? I sure do. Come on, y'all, let's sing it together. And bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad, I'm abroad, I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad, said I'm abroad, said I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, diddling, diddling myself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours. And we'll make a good goulash, brebre. Oh yeah, what time is it? It's time for Get Wood with Jess Wood. Hello, hello, and I said hello before. But I'll say it again until you're sore. Ooh, do it again till I'm sore, Jess. Oh my, oh dear. Getting wood on a Tuesday? It's your favorite thing to do, and I am so fucking happy to be here with you today. Mm, mm, mm. I gotta tell you, it is the last show of the year, last show of 2020, so I've written all kinds of little notes down. I mean, I always have little notes for you, but today I'm in my sequins. It's like our New Year's show. This is like our special New Year's show. First off, let me just compliment my earrings, oh, My uh, get wood earrings, yes, that's right. They were uh, made and shipped to me and I feel fucking grateful. Oh, the gratitude is way up today. Also I've got the uh, protection jar from a friend, my friend, my little niecey niece. And then we got your sequins from the thrift shop, hey titties, and some leopard from a friend. That's right, this was a gift because I'm a gift, because we're all gifts. Put yourself under the tree, fucker. You're a gift. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about what's happening. Let's talk about actually what happened this year. I just pulled some of my favorites out. Uh, Some of my favorite shit from the year actually happened before quarantine. Can you imagine? My favorite shit of the year happened before Quar? I mean, I will say this. I will say this. I would have never started doing these lives if it hadn't been for the quarantine. I would have never started to do the live interview shows on Friday nights, what's good with Jess Wood, unless it was for the quarantine. So really, I... I have to say, I found some things to be grateful for, even in the mess of it all. And you know what? I think that's kind of the trick in this fucking life. It's such a weird and crazy and up-and-down roller coastery kind of shit life, and blessed and beautiful and tragic and all that, that we have to kind of find the good shit, right? Dig around. You'll find it. That's what I used to tell my boyfriends because all my pubic hair. Dig around, fucker. You'll find it. That's right. And you know what? I think... There's no more work. Good morning, my love. Good morning. Oh, there's so many lovely lovers in the in the chat today. Thank you so much for coming in. Good with the leopard and the titties. Hey, yeah, you know what? I figured let's dress up. This is the thing that I've been doing for a while now. I have been dressing up for me. I put on some makeup. I put on some perfume. You know what I spray on me really wildly these days is um, Florida water. Yeah, it's a witchy kind of situation. It's a witchy-sitchy. Hey, uh, so remember in January of this year, remember way, way, way fucking back to January, almost a goddamn year ago? Well, uh, I had been laid off of my job uh, the week before Christmas. I got laid off of my job. So I was ahead of the curve. Once again, bitch, I'm a fucking trendsetter. Do you see this? I Tattoos, dyed hair. Fired from my job. I'm a fucking trendsetter. So I'm fired for a couple weeks in January. I've been fired and I'm starting to collect my unemployment benefits. God bless those motherfucking unemployment benefits. Or else I wouldn't even be here. I'd be in a box somewhere at a beach. in a box and a beach somewhere. Well, hopefully not. Maybe I'd be selling foot pictures, you know. I'd probably be selling feet pics. Uh, (laughs) That's my backup plan. Because you know what? These feet are... These feet are worth a lot. I know because I was stopped in New York City by businessmen on Fifth Avenue, on Madison Avenue. Yes, I've been stopped many times when I've been wearing open-toed shoes in New York City. And you know, that's where the fetish is really. Fester. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, because you have to find like an apartment somewhere in New York City to get whipped or to get your... Uh, you know, I trained as a dominatrix a couple times. It it just wasn't the thing for me. I'm sorry to say, because I know those gals make a loot of money. But me, I guess I'd rather be on the dole and do my show here and tell you about the time that I was asked if I minded giving a man an enema. Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't have children. That's why I don't want to deal with other people's shit. Uh mentally emotionally or physically or literally madam or yes i think her name was madam something um they're all named mistress something madam mistress you know anyhow i know i have good feet so i could always sell a foot pick but i'm not gonna do that yet things haven't turned that desperate for your friend jessica yet no oh things are lovely things are absolutely luscious and lovely and with the help and support of y'all shit my book is gonna sell like Hotcakes, happy Hanukkah, hotcakes. Um, I am a Jew. Who knew? My mama got a nose job and changed her name before I was born. That's the song of my fucking life. Uh, okay. So I used to complain about my job when I was waitress over at the the chat. Yog, And then I was on unemployment and I complained again. Guess what? The pirate was right. I fucking complain. And you know what else? My auntie is right because she says, you're Jewish. Of course you're going to complain. And I'm like, Oh, thank you, auntie. That makes me feel so validated in my complaining situation. And she goes, you're going to complain. You're going to be anxious and you're going to have a very good sense of humor. Who knew? There it is. Here here I am. Oh my God. All those things and more. Um, I also fell in love, as I think a lot of us did this this year, or at least at the beginning of this year, with Marie Kondo. Hi, nice to meet you. Remember Marie Kondo? Now for an OCD uh, anxiety Annie like myself, Marie Kondo was a Fucking hero to me, okay? She was like, Yes, bitch, get it in, get it out. You know what I mean? Like, I I use this pen and I love this pen, but then I have used it all I can. So thank you, pen. Goodbye. And then you say goodbye to the pen. And I was like, this bitch is everything. And I I binged watched and I did all the things that she suggested. I rolled my shit all little and shit in the drawers and everything faced up a certain way. I mean, I was very into Marie. I'm done. Nice to meet you. And then what happened? Mid January? Oh, fuckers, I wrote it down. That's how upset I was. She was she was not doing what she said. She was a hoarder. She they found out that she had all this shit in her apartment in her car and her drawers were all fucked up. Listen, Marie, doesn't look good for you, you know? So I was very disappointed. I was like, Marie Marie Kondo, and I wrote, loved her, hated her, just like a good American. You know how we do that, right? We big up all these people. We go, oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. And then we find out something wrong with them, and we're like, fuck them. I never liked them to begin with. And it's like, wait, we did. I loved her. I just wish that it wasn't, oh, thank you, but it's okay. I still, I still use a lot of her methods. I do. The rhythm method. (laughs) I can't get pregnant. Who are we fooling here? Who are we trying to fool here? Uh. Okay. So. Uh. What else? Oh, I went to Disneyland and I took acid and I went with my ex-boyfriend Mackin and Mackin. Boy, did he want to remind? He reminded me. He said, you know, this year it might not have been that great, but you did go to Disney World or Disneyland because it was Anaheim, California. You went to Disneyland. And you took acid and you almost had a fucking heart attack on Soren. Do you know this? Sh- okay. I have to just say, the okay, I got some acid for me and my ex. And we were like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go to Disney. Well, he said, he said, let's go to Disneyland. And he said, do you have any mushrooms? And I said, yeah. But you know what? I like that I was like, yeah. But you know what? I'd rather take acid. Like, I love acid. Acid, acid. I mean, that's probably why I don't think that this is a very loud outfit, because I have acid eyes. Everything I see is acid. I mean, I see trails. Do you guys see trails right now? Because I do. (laughs) I'm not bragging about my brain being a bit LSD-dripped. Anyway, we go to Disney, and the whole day he's telling me about this this, uh, ride that he loves. And he's like, it's called Soarin. And you get to be, uh, in a, you're in like a, um, it's like a a hang glider. You're, you're simulating flying and you're hang gliding and, and you're, you're hang gliding over all these beautiful places in the world. And this is this, this uh, ride called Soarin'. And, like, you're soaring over the world. And I was like, nah, okay. Is that, is it a scary, like, are we up high? And he goes, no, no, no. We're inside of a, of a room, but it's simulated. Like, you're, you're over all these beautiful places in the world. He goes, don't worry, it's going to be gorgeous. It's my favorite, favorite ride. And I was like, okay, all right. So we go, and I put the, you know, you have to put all your shit underneath you in this like basket that's under your chair, which already I'm a little suspicious. I'm like, why the fuck do they have a basket if we're just simulating flying? I don't want to have, why, what's going on? And then you have to strap into this whole thing. Like it's a whole situation, like two belt, like seat belt kind of things. And then the lights go off and listen, I'm tripping on acid. The lights go off and Oh, and the seat comes, the basket goes underneath you. And like all of a sudden you're kind of flat, you're on your belly a little bit. And so you're flying a little bit, flying. And the screen or whatever the fuck it is, it looked real to me, starts to come up as these giant, uh, uh, let's see, the, the, the wall of China was, I think one of them that came up and it was like, you're up above the wall. And there's all the people look like tiny. And listen, I am fucking frightened of heights. I was gripping the goddamn chair fly- flying thing that, and I was sweating and I had my eyes closed shut as can be. And Mackin was like, what is your problem? It's beautiful. He goes, look, Jess, look, there's some elephants. We're in Africa. And I was like, <laughs> And it was the most frightening thing I've ever experienced in my life. I was screaming and clutching. The the uh, sides of the of the ride, my hand, I was sweating, I was screaming, I had my eyes just clamped shut, and he couldn't believe it. He was like, "This is, this is my favorite ride in the whole park, and and you can't even handle it." And I'm like, "I told you I didn't like heights. I told you I couldn't handle it." Now, when we get to Space Mountain. Oh, okay, because you, if you've ever been on Space Mountain, you know it's dark. It's completely black except for the stars, and then you're in a, a little cart. In, in, in Your ride is a little cart in the mountain, and you go up through the dark and the stars, and you climb and you climb and you climb Space Mountain, and then you just go, and you have no idea where the fuck you're going. And i got to tell you, much better for me much, much better. And I, and you share a little car with a couple people in front of you. And I was like this, Oh my God. 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 God." It was like a Meisner class gone wrong. Do you know? All I said was, Oh my God, for fucking the whole ride to the point where I had to apologize to the people in front of us in the car when we stopped. I was like, I am... I am so sorry, that was a lot of oh my gods for you. And they were laughing, they said, it's okay, it's okay. Now, note, If you're going to take acid and go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or Disney World or any of these big fucking places, or even if you're going to go to Target or Walmart, be really careful because what happens is the LSD leaks into your brain and makes you understand how corrupt everything is where you are and how plastic everything is and how disgusting everyone is. Like everyone at... Disneyland to me they were all like 700 pounds and like where's the ice cream shop you know and like come on honey let's go get our ears we need our ears and I was like oh my god America is frightening and we all know listen I look at the chat room everyone in here knows how frightening America is but to see it at Disney full force on acid it probably was my favorite part of the year of 2020 it's because i'm going back and i'm trying to remember all my favorite parts and this is definitely one of my favorite parts It's the scariest thing we went on the haunted house at disneyland it fucking it sucked it sucked you know what was scary the people around us in the line oh my god now if you've been listening to me for a long time and if you've been watching my shows and stuff you know that I have, this is not my first time on acid at at an amusement park. Let's not get it twisted, friends. This was just my first time at Disneyland on acid. Also, my first time at Disneyland ever. So the introduction to Disney while being on acid, I was like, that's enough. That's okay. I'm good. You know, that was fine. That was a perfect introduction to what disgusting, corporate bullshit. And also, oh, guess what? I'm going to have to wipe my nose in a second. I'm getting so excited about this goddamn thing. All right. Guess what else? We went to a place in the park where there was this big bridge and there was a river underneath the bridge. And I said to myself, shit, man, this looks like a good suicide spot. And then I said to Mackin, who I was with, I said, hey, Mackin, do you think anybody's ever killed themselves right here? I mean, did you ever think about that? Like, the friendliest place on earth, the happiest place on earth. Like, uh-uh. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Ah! And so he said, because P.S. everybody, his sister worked at Disney World for over 20 years. That's right. So he has all the inside news and goodies about where the fuck and what the fuck and how the fuck. And guess what? There's been more suicides at Disney Disneyland Disney World you would never know though you know why you'd never know because the Disney police come and they fucking whoop they swoop it up and there's no way you would ever notice they're mopping you know what they got the chipmunks they got Alvin and them out there mopping up the blood spots before the family can come and walk over and get on the cars ride that's right cuz everyone's working for the man over there Disney is goddamn evil you know that when I was a child uh they didn't let us into Disneyland because my fa- this is why I had never been because Bryce had a beard they didn't let bearded men in they, Ah, they didn't let then we tried it again when we were teenagers and they didn't let us in because we had dyed hair that was another time I was on acid but that was at Magic Mountain anyways um <laughs> You were, I was on the Pirates ride, I could feel the spirits touching my head. Oh my God, girl! And Yeah, let's talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean before I move it along here, because I know this is a lot of Disney stuff, but I have to just say, Pirates sucks, okay? The ride fucking sucks, because I knew, what, just from being a kid, I knew what went on in that ride as when we were little, there was dudes chasing chicks, woo, 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 and there was all they were drinking go, 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 And there was, you know, real shit that goes on uh, when men are drunk and at uh at shore at leave. Um how do they not let a man with a beard go on the pirate ride? Exactly. They didn't even let the man with the beard come into the park, notch. That's what I'm saying. It was so beyond. Um the '80s—it was a different time, you know. It was a different fucking time. Anyways, uh, the Disney thing—it was insane. Uh, every time we left a ride, we exited through the gift shop because that's—they just buy shit, buy shit, buy shit. And every kid had like a too big of a candy thing, and everything was sticky and disgusting. And then you would—and then you would look at stuff and you'd go, "This is all just plastic. This is just fake plastic." Ugh horrifying, and yet, probably one of my favorite times of the year this year. Um, I also went to the Chinese New Year Parade and Day in Chinatown in Los Angeles, and this was just at the moment that corona was starting to get some traction, you know? It was like, end of February, people were kind of like, what's going on in Wuhan? What's going on in Wuhan? And I said, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to Chinatown. Everybody in Chinatown already was wearing a mask before Corona started. So I feel like, uh, it was, it was safe. It was fine. And I went down there and, uh, it was very, very empty. And it was the year of the rat which as I, from living in New York City for a long time and dealing with rats, I also, I had a rat once in the apartment, which is insane. I lived in an apartment on 43rd Street and 8th Avenue, which is across the street from the Port Authority bus terminal, which is right on the corner of porno and murder town, which is just, it was insane. In the 90s, before Giuliani came, there was just... It was overrun by hookers, uh, trans, trans hookers, regular hookers, pimps. I mean, there was so much going on there before Giuliani came and like cleaned everything up, speaking of Disney. And I was coming home one night from my bartending job coming down 43rd Street to my apartment building, and this trans hooker was standing there, this black trans hooker, and she goes to me, she goes, Hey, white girl! You better move it along, because right here you blocking all my cock. And I was like, I will never forget you, and I will never forget what you yelled at me. And I was walking. It's not like I stopped on 43rd and 8th and was like, hey, let me check out the scene here on 43rd and 8th. I knew the scene was trans hookers. So I was walking pretty quick. Plus, I'd seen people get robbed right there, like get, and then take their pockets and shit. So I was always like, keys in my hand, looking all mad, trying to look all mad, like, I'm not fucking scared, what, what? And this trans, this black trans hooker was just like, girl, move it along, you're blocking all my cock. And I was just like, wow, in a way, there it was a compliment, because I feel she felt I was her competition. So, compliment? Yeah, I'll take it, I will. I love a good compliment in the street. And that's one of the things I miss uh, uh, that's happening with with Corona and with the quarantine. I can't go outside and get yelled at. I just can't. There's nobody out on the street. I got to pop out a titty walking by a fucking construction site and be like, hey, guys, let's focus up. Remember who you are. Remember where you come from. Hey, Joey, remember who you are. Be who you are. Be fucking appreciative. Anyways, be appreciative. There's some titties walking by. Um, yeah, I am a lady who likes to be yelled at. Uh, so if you see me, give me a good yell. That's all. Just from afar, though. Just from afar. Thanks. Good looking out. Um, my aunt also made my top, uh, favorite list for the year because she was talking to me about the Taliban. Uh, we had some issues with the Taliban this year, and, (laughs) um... Well, someone went out and they, they, they interviewed some guys and there was, a, there was a documentary and it was going around and everybody was watching it. And my aunt really wanted to tell me some stuff about how she felt about the documentary about the Taliban. So we were talking and she said, you know, I watched the Taliban a doc and I have to tell you, I don't want to sound weird. I don't want you to judge me for what I'm about to say. And I was like, oh God. What is she going to say? Is it going to be horrible? What is going to happen? What will my aunt from New York, from Queens, my Jew from Queens say? And she says to me, listen, they're very handsome. And I said, who? And she said, the Taliban, the guys who they were interviewing in the Taliban, they're very handsome. I don't like to admit that I'm attracted to Taliban. But I have to say, they're very much my type. Aren't they your type as well? They're very bearded. They're sw- swarthy. We, we have that same type in common. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, auntie. Yes. I, am, I agree with you. They are handsome. They are strong. <laughs> they are bearded. They have a very strong beard uh, look about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my aunt, who also gave me a few years ago for Christmas or actually for Hanukkah, Hanukkah. I remember I had a Christmas uh, ornament decoration, uh, decorating party at my house once in New York at my apartment one time in New York and my aunt came and she goes, why you have to do a Christmas uh, party? You're a Jew. And I go, I know, but you know, what am I going to have? Like a Hanukkah, like a menorah-making party. I don't think people would know what to do. And it's not nothing against my Jews. I love my Jews, and I am a Jew, and I love me. But goddamn, man, it's a little easier to get a party together with an ornament-making situation, theme. And so she made an ornament. She took a silver ball, and she put a blue sparkle Star of David on, and she goes, here, here's your ornament. I'm <laughs> like, okay, thank you. She's a trip. She gave me a couple years ago a fantastic, and this was way before the adult coloring book fad came in. You know, uh, the adult coloring book, I love. I have to say, I do love. However, and I've said this before, I now own seventeen, and none of which I bought myself. So this just shows me that my friends feel that I need to calm the fuck down. How do you think? Do you think? I mean, yes, I put on a little more energy for you guys for the show. Of course, this is me at the show. This is me on stage. This is me for you. This is Get Wood Jess. What's up now? But when I'm, you know, home alone, uh, I I don't necessarily need 17 fucking coloring books are you jealous katie i will send them to you i will send you a couple what's your favorite theme because i have goddess coloring book lowrider coloring book uh fucking (laughs) (laughs) mermaids uh mandalas they i mean you can't imagine anything you can think of i'll color that shit in oh and stand by I did have a Star Wars uh, coloring book, but I donated it to a a children's toy drive because it wasn't used at all, or so I thought. So I went through the Star Wars coloring book and I thought, all right, well, let's make sure that I didn't color anything. (laughs) Yeah, I got the lowrider. Yes, yes. My friend from when we were young and used to hang out with gangs sent me the Lowrider coloring book. Yes, she knew it was perfect. Ah, uh, yes, Lowrider, ah, uh, the best. I've colored a lot of those, but I didn't use the Star Wars uh, coloring book. And I thought, oh, I guess I have this to give away. But there was one page that was colored, and it was Princess Leia. And I thought, oh, okay, of course, I love Princess Leia. I love Carrie Fisher. She's the shit. And then I noticed that, you know, she had a white smock on for most of that film and she was carrying a gun a lot of the time. And this is one of those action-packed photos that you can color where she's holding the gun and she's got her white uh, smock thing on. Well... Her chest is showing, and they don't give her any titties, which is good. They try to make her not so sexual until they put her in the wire bikini in the next movie. But anyway, uh, she's got the white smock on. So what I did is I colored her her buns brown, and I colored the gun black, and then I made her smock say, I heart coke. Hey! Pew, pew, pew! Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fucking good one. And you know how I know it's a good one? Not only did it make me laugh and a few people that I think are funny, but I think Carrie motherfucking Fisher would love that color. That coloring, that book in gray. You know, she would have loved that picture. May she rest in peace. Carrie fucking Fisher, man, who had a Christmas tree in her house all year long. That's what I'm talking about. Will I take mine down? I don't know. Wait and see. excuse me. Gosh, I've been on a goddamn roll. 20 some odd minutes. Are we having fun? I'm having fun with you guys. I love that I can show up here and we can all show up and it's consistent and we know that we can count on each other being here. You know, it's such a funky fucking year. And that's why I wanted to pull some of my funniest uh, and most fun things that happened this year. I also need to say, you know... We lost a lot of really wonderful people. And just in the last month, I, I lost my godfather, David. Uh, we lost Morgan, a.k.a. Stranger, uh, Katie Lazarus. Oh, my goodness. So I just want to put out a big, big love shout to those uh, folks right now from right here. Because, you know, it's like in memoriam. Like we have, you know, this is like a, an award show. At the end, we have a little in memoriam. Is it the end yet? Not really. I'll probably go a little further <laughs> I was going to tell you about what my aunt had got me a couple years, and I really want to tell you about it. And I think this Friday, the first, uh, because it's New Year's, I did not have a booking for my show. But if you join me back here at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern Time, I will be playing and filling out and reading to you my activity book, that my Aunt Vicki gave me from 1979, that has uh, activities like, do you like the way your cunt looks? How do you like, uh, how do you think your cunt should look? Pick a cunt. Draw your cunt. I mean, it's just cunt, cunt, cunt. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of cunty stuff for the, for a young gal, you know? And I I remembered my mom, my mom's favorite word was cunt uh, for the vagina. As a child, I remember her saying to me many times, "Jesse, don't be so uptight, honey, your cunt is just like your mom's. I'm like, ew, no. And no, it's not. You have a grown lady cunt and I have a baby cunt. So come on. Baby cunt. Will that be the name of this show? No, it can't be because I've already been kicked off of goddamn iTunes uh, for my stuff. Uh, Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Why, thank you. I hope that was for me, Al. I do have um, a couple things that I have to just tell you about that I've learned about myself. Now, that's what we do, right? We try to Take a little moment, you get quiet, you think, God, what? how is this affecting my body? Does this feel good? Does this feel bad? Do I need to not do this or talk to them more or not talk to them anymore? Or not eat this or eat more of that or drink more water. Yeah, you should drink more water. Anyways, I realized this week that I enjoy listening, some would say eavesdropping, upon a, a party uh, or a gathering of sorts. I do not like to be involved. I do not like to be... <laughs> give me don't give me more than four or five people at a time, unless we're at a comedy show and I have to deal with them. But I realize I'm not really down for a whole party situation. You know, I got these neighbors, right? They're great, they're fucking awesome, magical, beautiful, blessings every day from these motherfuckers. Food, wheat, I, just everything. But I notice when they start to gather and there's more than four people outside, you know, it's a space, it's a big space, I cannot hang. And you know what I do? I go, Jessica, in my head I go, hey, that's okay, girl, you don't have to. You can gather your shit together, put your little coat on, fix your mask, and excuse yourself. And you know what I got for that this week? Vala Dacian from mama z my my new mom across the way who has just oh she's such a gift to me she said to me the other morning when i was walking by she said hey i want to tell you something i said what's up mama she said you know i like the way you dance to the beat of your own drum now let me just tell you, let me preface it with this a woman this woman is a native woman when a native woman tells you they like the way you dance to the beat of your own drum that's it, you're done that I could I could be okay, bye, I'm out like that is enough for me. with the the support and the love that I get from all of y'all then she says that to me I go, why do you say that mama? She said, well, because you know you just do what you want to do. No apologies. And I was like, yeah, because you know why? I'm not hurting anybody if I just want to leave the situation. I'm not hurting anybody if I want to get out of the car. I'm not hurting anybody for no nothing, right? So that made me feel so fantastic. That's it. When somebody validates something that you're all a little bit like, maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm hurting people's feelings. Maybe I look like a cold bitch. And then she goes, nah, you're doing it right on, girl. You're doing it right on. So I was like, shit, that's some nice shit. So I took it in. I took it in. I put it all over my head and my body and I felt it and I put it in my heart. And then yesterday morning when I was getting ready to go out and do a couple things, I heard some voices in my head. And you know what those voices were? the ancestors, do you know if you quiet yourself down enough and you breathe and you really open yourself up, they will come to you and they will talk to you. And I cannot tell you how excited I was that they told me, you know what they told me? Make mama a little cleansing potion. Go make mama a potion. So what did I do? I ran into my bathroom. You know, motherfuckers, I had all this shit, right? You know, I had all this shit already, right? Okay, witchy poos. So Florida water, Anise, bay leaf, cinnamon, stars, crystals, feathers. Motherfucker, what? So, I don't give a fuck. This is. Can I just tell you that not only does it smell divine, and she can go cleanse any motherfucking where she goes, but this is from my own little handsies, and that I made this shit while the the, the ancestors were like, "Go get the glitter. Go get the sand." Go get the beads. Go get. So I just shut the fuck up and let them talk. And then I just made that shit for her. So I was like, yes, yes, girl, yes. So I'm feeling pretty proud. Another thing I'm proud of this week, I did some Tai Chi. Yes, I've been doing some Tai Chi. Let me tell you, that's why the posture looks so fucking nice today. Were you wondering? Were you like, God damn, Jess, look at your posture. Looking like a goddamn princess queen. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Mm hmm. So uh, why Tai Chi? It slows down your breath. It slows down your body. It slows down your pulse, your blood pressure, all that shit. Right? So I was taking it for a couple of weeks I'd or a couple of days. Pardon me. A couple of days. Thank you, my love. Oh, I feel radiant. It is. If you, when you listen, you let it in, that shit comes full force. Uh, so the Tai Chi, For a couple days, I was working with a couple of different men. You know, I go through YouTube. And then the third day, I was scrolling, and I found a woman. And I thought, all right, let's give a sister. Let's get a class from a sister. Come on now. Let's get some vibes from a sister, right? So she was cute. She had that bob, you know, that the black hair with the bob, real severe, right? And she was in a, oh, a little a little house and she had a lady behind her. It looked like a white lady. I don't know. And this Chinese lady, all of a sudden, she starts to talk and she is speaking fluent Spanish. Spanish. A Chinese lady teaching Tai Chi in Spanish. And then I thought to myself, you know what, Jessica? You know un poquito fucking hang out. At first I was like, oh shit, she's going to be speaking and teaching in Spanish, this Tai Chi. But then I was like, Jessica, you know, uh, muy bien, uno más. This is the shit this bitch A Corazon. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sticking with this bitch. I'm sticking with her. And I got to tell you, it was fan-fucking-tastic. Because if you have, if you tune into the energy of anything, you can understand it. It's like watching telenovela. You know who the fuck shot, who the fuck, and you know who the mistress is, and you know who the, you know, right? It's not a, it's not a mystery when you watch telenovela or have you watched a Korean soap opera? That shit is obvious. I mean, my God. So I did the Tai Chi with the Chinese lady speaking Spanish, and I have to say, I giggled a little bit because she reminded me of Miss Kim. Do you remember Mad TV? You remember Miss Kim? She looked like a man. I mean, I. Okay. That shit would be canceled. Now it would be canceled. Remember? Lesbiana. Remember? there it was all kinds of shit that was supposedly wrongity wrong wrong wrong. Made me laugh. Did it make you laugh? Yeah. Living color, too, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. Never underestimate the power of the handicap. You know, like that shit, gone. Handyman, canceled. Uh, Hated it, canceled. All of that shit, canceled. And yet, it works. And I think it still works for me now. Mm, And I could tell it works for y'all. Handyman, And he was a superhero. Like, I feel like people got the wrong idea. It's like when people say South Park is just about dicks and, and shit humor. I'm like, no, it's fucking way deeper than that. Just like Handy. He was a superhero. Never underestimate the power of the handicap. That's a fucking, that's... Anyway. <sighs> I enjoy listening to people talking across the way than being with people talking. You brought them up literally last night. Yes, you brought him up last night, because Handyman, look, I think that Dave Chappelle was the closest to getting back to that In Living Color style of, like, anything kind of goes, you know, like, who else would do the R. Kelly piss on you, and who else would do, you know, uh, 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 Charlie Murphy, oh, that's another one we fucking lost, Charlie Murphy doing, you know, the Rick James uh, stories and shit like Fuck you, Charlie Murphy, you know. Um, and, you know, there's a thing about me that I have to say that I really enjoy. And I enjoy, I, I'm going to tell you what I enjoy about me. Please stand by. I'll be telling you what I enjoy about me. Uh, I, I truly do enjoy doing all of my characters and all of my stories and incorporating everything into everything because we all are one. And, like, one time I was asked to be on The Moth you know, the moth stories, you know, all Whitey Polite NPR kind of shit. Okay. So I was asked to be on there one time and uh, they asked me send a send a video of you telling your story. So I sent them a video and it was one of me talking about hanging out with the cholos and the cholas, smoking PCP and all that shit. And they got back to me and they said, No. And I said, What do you mean? No. And they said, Well, we really like your story, but you can't do the voices. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, you cannot do the voices of in your story. And I was like, you mean the characters? You mean the real people that are in that fucking story? I can't, what am I, what are you talking about? And they were like, well, you know, we, we see that you do Mexican voices. And it just wouldn't, it would just, it would be very, very, bad for us to have that be and and we'd get a lot of letters and 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 we just don't think we could do it and I'm like uh okay well then I can't do your show and they were like well what do you mean you do, uh, just do it without the voices and I was like that's not the same fucking it's not the, it's not me what am I gonna do like and then Froggy was like hey homegirl you should hang out with us Uh, you're funny homegirl. Like, no bitch, fucking whitey fucking polities. And so they told me, they go, listen, we're not saying you're racist. And I go, no, I, I didn't think you were saying that, but I would kind of look back at your own self and think, are you come on the moth shit. So, uh, so we're not allowed to say our experience. You know who, who was a real validator of this with me was Bar- is Baron Vaughn, my bestie Baron. Now he and I met in the comedy scene because he was told he was too white for the black rooms and I was told I was too black for the white rooms. What in the fuck is going on with everyone? And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about this rigidity of fucking... This idea that no one can have an experience that's out of the ordinary of what people expect their experience to be. And that's why I've always had a hard time doing stand-up comedy. I mean, not a hard time doing it, but when I'm out in the fucking shows and doing jokes like, uh, Hey, who do you think is more nervous walking towards each other at night? Do you think it's a black guy towards a white girl? Or do you think it's a white girl towards a black guy? And if there's black guys or black girls in the audience, I go, shh, don't say anything. And I go, who do you think it is? And white people get so upset. And I go, it's the black guy. He's much more scared. You know why? Because we could say anything. And then you could hear a fucking pin drop in a white club, in a black club, applause break. I'll take the applause break and be unknown for a little bit longer. You know what I mean? I will stay unknown because a bitch won't wear fubu and get her hair braided. That's right, Def Jam. You also fall under the fucking moth series of being uptight about who the fuck people are. Def Jam didn't want to handle me unless I had got my hair braided and wore fubu and tried to be all yo, yo, yo. That's not me. The moth didn't want to air my fucking story or let me do my story because they couldn't handle that I had experiences with people that were non-white that I was going to talk about and do the voices of. So bye, everybody. Bye. I guess a bitch has got to wait a few more years. Is that right? So somebody's got to take a chance on somebody, right? I mean, where is my Dr. Dre, y'all? Where is my Dr. Dre? You know what that reference means, right? I'm not saying I'm Eminem, but I'm fucking close to it. Look... Here's this white chick. She's just been out here just telling her shit for years. And there's some people that are like, God damn, this bitch has got some good stories to tell. And that, But the mainstream is like, what? We've never heard anyone who looked like you tell the stories that you tell or do the characters like you do. It makes us very nervous here at the mainstream. And I'm like, fuck you, mainstream. Loosen up. Let's get it together. Let's get some stories out there that we haven't heard. How about... That! Okay, that was my stomach in sequence. But really, it gets me very passionate. I'll say, it gets me quite passionate to talk about this stuff. So, um in uh <laughs> in conclusion, cuz I do have to go. I've been going way too long on this show, but I I just had so much to talk about, especially Disney on Acid. What? Um all right. Listen. <sighs> I cannot wait until everything opens again. I cannot wait to get back on stage and be live and feel all this energy live. I can feel you all here now though, and I gotta say, I am fucking grateful. And I I have so much love for you, and I cannot tell you that the biggest, most wonderful thing to come out of 2020 for myself was being able to come on here look at my fucking self for half an hour or more, be okay with it. Sure, I fuck with my hair a little or my titties or whatever, but to be okay, to be okay, putting it out, putting out the stories, not having a hundred people in the chat room, everything, you know, we're all in our heads all the time. Is this good enough? Am I smart enough? Funny enough? Pretty enough? All that shit. Let it go, babies. Just make sure you're healthy enough. To continue on with another day okay because we're all doing what we can do to get by especially right now and i gotta say if you can make a puzzle so you put a puzzle together fucking yeah if you've made some sourdough fucking shit if your art has increased like immensely fucking yes also please note If you have done none of those things, if you have sit on your couch and sat and watched Cardi B videos and ate ice cream and had cookies and cigarettes, that's fine too. Whatever you need to do, baby, whatever you need to do, okay? I just want you to take care of you because motherfuckers are dropping like flies and we need you, okay? We need you. We need your love. We need your happiness. We need your spirit. We need your sass. We need your fucking shadow. Yeah, that's right. You better get to know your shadow self. That's the 2021, the year we get to know our shadow self and go, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, crazy? What's up? Yeah. So just do it. Get to know it. Love it. Take some time. You know, take a breath. If it doesn't feel right, get the fuck out of there. Take a breath. If it feels good, stick around. If you have some questions, ask them. If you've got some love, give it. Okay? I guess that's it, really. I am ending on a preachy motherfucking side, but I don't even care because you know why? I love you. I'll tell you again. I'm not embarrassed. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And you know what? I have a suggestion for you for New Year's Eve. You know how every New Year's Eve, everybody gets all fucked up and like, oh, what did I do? And oh, no, what am I going to do? And resolutions. And I need to do this. And I'm not good at that. And I need more of this. Let's stop all that, okay? I love you, Ellis. I love you. I love you, Mel. Um, listen, here's a suggestion for New Year's for you, okay? Here's a suggestion since we can't really go out anyways, right? Here's a suggestion for you. I love you, sister. Okay. Write down all your accomplishments that you had for this year. Write down the things that you felt proud of yourself for doing. I don't give a fuck what it is. Even if it's like, oh, I hand washed that fucking dress that I've had in the back of my closet for two years. Write it down. Even if it's oh I got out to take a walk and I said hi to the dude that I've been having crushing on for 17 months. Write it down. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too small. Okay? Any small any little accomplishment. You know what I'm gonna write down? That I got used to doing this and then I was so happy that I got this going and that oh I had 10 people stick around with me all show and we had the best time. And I can't wait to do it again. So, okay, so let's write down our accomplishments. And if you want to join me again on Friday, that's the first. That'll be New Year's Day evening. And the next day is my birthday. That's right, the bitch is January 2nd. Yes, Capricorn, as if you didn't know. Please. Okay, so 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 in the East, Friday night, the 1st. I will see your gorgeous, gorgeous selves then. Please take good care of yourself. Oh, I just spit like I was in the theater. It's almost as if I'm on Broadway. Um, I'm screaming, and I'm sure my neighbors are like, bitch, end the show already. No, they're not. They're listening in like I like to listen on. Eavesdropping on parties. All right, y'all. I love you. Uh, slide into my DMs if you need be. Also, please share this with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it like a motherfucker. Tell people, hey, 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 fucker, you want to smile? Hey, shitter, fucker, shit, shit, lover. Hey, lover, you want to giggle? Have a little of this. Boom. And so share it, please. I'm practicing asking for what I need. That's what I need. Do I want to do this for a living? Fuck yes, I do. Let's do it. Put it to the universe. Put it to the people. Yay, yay. Speak it. Be careful what you speak, because that shit comes true. So let's do it. All right, baboos? I'm going to fix my hair. I'm going to kiss you again. I love you. Bye. See you on Friday. I hope I hope. (laughs) Yeah.